0: Welcome to Clear Thinking Out Loud, written and narrated by Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge. Hi, I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge and welcome to three healing ways to help a client manage their toxic mother. A good therapist can show a client how to set boundaries. You know. So someone said, I'm convinced that she has a narcissistic personality dis- disorder when talking about a mother. Now when I was growing up, this client said, she used to tell me over and over that I was too ugly, stupid and fat to ever amount to anything. And then she'd tell me that if I really loved her, I would always do what she asked. It's like she was terrified I get too uh, full of myself or something. It's a fat chance with her around. Now Mary, who was a client, sighed and sat back in her chair, dejected. Toxic people are scattered across our paths in life. The difficult coworker claiming credit for your work, the sociopathic partner sapping your self-esteem, the narcissistic friend charming you out of whatever they want from you without ever returning the favor. So most people, of course, are not like this, but it's as well to be aware that some people are. Toxic people wear us down with their vampiric demands. They need to be managed. But what happens when the toxic person in your life is your own mother? It's a case of toxic fallout from Mummy Dearest. Mary told me in detail of the heartache, the letdowns, the humiliation, fear and misery of being a daughter to her mother. And it had always been hard and it still was. And she said, I feel guilty talking about her like this, but she's driving me nuts and she's getting older and as she does so, she's become even more demanding. And I've got so much resentment building up inside of me, it makes me feel sick, she said. So what exactly was going on with Mary and her mother? Feeding the mouth that bites you. I've always felt like I've had to apologise to my mum just for being alive, she said. I'm almost 50 now, but she still makes me cry. So Mary spoke of how her mother had always ruled the roost and how Mary's father had been terrified of Mary's mother as well. How She told me how her mother unashamedly brought other men home even when Mary's father was there, how her mother would beat her coldly. It was just routine, Mary said. And she told me how her mother turned the charm on and off to convince others that she was all sweetness and light and that Mary was a very lucky girl to have such a delightful mother. And I was getting sick of Mary's mother and I'd never met the woman, okay? But Mark, she said, the crazy thing is I've always been so desperate to please her, to make her like me. And of course, that's part of the uh, tangled mess that is the relationship with a narcissistic parent. Desperately needing them to like you, to love you, wanting their respect or craving their admiration and kindness, wanting them to finally give you what they've never given you. And toxic people tend to know that you crave their approval and they use this knowledge to fuel their own parasitical intent. Okay. Abuse from the narcissist. So grim and gloomily, Mary told me how her mother had cut up her dresses as Mary blossomed into youthful womanhood how she'd seduced Mary's second boyfriend, how the vanity and cruelty of her mother's youth was now collapsing into a vindictive bitterness as she aged. Mary's 80-year-old mother lived only a block away, but phoned Mary every day, sometimes for an hour at a time. And she'd claim she was ill when she was perfectly well, and constantly clutching it and hanging onto the limelight. Okay. She wanted all the attention, but never wanted to give any attention back except as a way of getting more for herself. And it wasn't just between Mary and her mother. The old woman would uh, regale Mary's children, her own grandchildren, with Mary's lifelong shortcomings and would often tell neighbours that Mary never bothered with her and they hadn't spoken in years in spite of those long daily hour-long phone calls, even though they lived so close. And to top it all, although physically perfectly hale and hearty, her mother insisted that she couldn't be left on her own and must come with Mary and her family whenever they went away. Mary couldn't win. And she said, you know, what can I do, Mark? Help. I don't know what to do. I'm just waiting around for her to die. I'm not that kind of person, but I can't go on like this. Which was true. In five heroic ways to help your client deal with a narcissist, I suggested how you might help your clients deal with narcissistic manipulators. Here I want to give you three ideas to help clients whose mothers happen to be highly toxic people. Okay, so three ways to tackle the toxic mother. First off, okay, number one, you can only get what there is to get. So after talking with Mary about how she was always so desperate to have approval and even love from her mum, I suddenly and playfully held out my hand and said, you know, Mary, I want you to give me 10 million pounds. Please give it to me right now in cash. And of course, Mary laughed at my strangeness, and uh, but I persevered with mock seriousness. I said, you know, come on, Mary, this therapy doesn't come cheap. Please give me 10 million pounds right now. And eventually she said, well, I can't. And I said, well, why ever not? And she said, because I haven't got it to give. I don't have that. I can't give you what I haven't got to give. But I want it now. But I can't give you what I haven't got. And eventually I said, exactly. And you can rest assured this session will be as reasonably priced as the others. And we, when we met up again, OK, long after her sessions with me were over, Mary told me how in the months and years following her therapy, whenever she found herself trying to extract some tiny bit of approval from her mother, my ridiculous demand would come back to mind and she'd hear me saying, you can't give what you haven't got to give. OK, her approval craving stopped and Mary was much freer as a result. But Mary also needed to um, change her own behaviour towards her mother. So step two, plan a detox. Exposure to toxic people is, surprise, surprise, toxic. So you may have noticed how uh, obnoxiousness gets in your head after being around toxic people. Okay, they leave an imprint on you, so to speak. It's as if your mind needs to somehow somehow, uh, decompress before you can function normally again after being with such a person. Mary's mother had done enough damage in her life and Mary needed, as I put it, to detoxify herself. So we drew up a plan to reduce and limit Mary's uh, mother exposure. Mary decided she would speak to her mother on the phone only three times a week for only 20 minutes. She would visit her mother once a week and stay for just one hour. And we also devised a verbal response plan what Mary might say to manage her mother's put-downs and insults calmly, clearly, politely, but firmly. And we practiced that. And at first, Mary felt she couldn't possibly neglect her mother like that. Okay, and I said rather bluntly, it must be said, that Mary's mother was lucky beyond belief that her daughter hadn't broken off all contact decades ago. Okay. Finally, although Mary was excited about making these changes, she was still basically scared. So we had to deal with that fear. So number three, step three, deal with the fears. Knowing what to do is a world away from knowing how to feel when you do what you know you've got to do. So I asked Mary, how do you want to feel when you start setting clear firm boundaries with your mother? And she said, I want to feel calm and resolute. So I helped Mary go into a deep state of Relaxation and had her hypnotically visualise observing herself setting these limits calmly but firmly. And research has found that when people imagine seeing themselves from the outside, okay, in doing new behaviours, they become much more likely then to actually carry out those future preferred behaviours. Okay, so see reference one at the bottom of the uh, written material. We did this hypnotic mental rehearsal over and over until Mary couldn't think about setting boundaries with her manipulative mother without feeling calm and resolute. So this isn't a comprehensive list of everything I did to help Mary, of course, but these particular psychotherapy techniques for dealing with a narcissistic parent or helping your client do so really got Mary on her way to a life that she could enjoy much more. I'm Mark Tyrrell of Uncommon Knowledge, and if you'd like to subscribe to my email newsletter, you can find it over at unc.com slash blog.